0: That's greenlight.com/slash acast.
1: Because I've never received a gift from anyone that's supposed to be in the car zone that I've had I've not had to act
2: about when I receive it. But the noise when it obviously it only goes out when it's they go testing, like we go to brands actually Donington, they go out in Falmouth Bay. Usually when it's flat, not much wind. So the whole of the western Atlantic can sort of hear it.
3: You've
4: just told the most beautiful stories And the first thing I've got written on my piece of paper here is a demolition ball thingy.
1: (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Collecting Addicts podcast, episode number... Valentino, Rossi, 46. Rossi, Rossi.
2: Christmas special.
1: This is our last episode before the Christmas break. We might take a week off, depends on how we feel. Everyone's saying we won't do one next week. But we are, after all, addicts, and I bet we'll have a need to share some shite with you before then. Uh, with me is Neil Clifford, Manish Pandy, Chris Cooper and Edward Lovett. Two of us are drinking. You'll work out who they are probably around about the halfway point. <laughs> um, the agenda this week is as follows. Well, we'll start with the first point. Yeah, it has got a Christmas theme. <sighs> What's the perfect Christmas gift for an addict, real or imaginary? One of us is just dashed all the way back from London. Is a bit frantic because his Wi-Fi isn't working, and he probably won't want to be
3: pinned first. So Neil Clifford, you can go first. I'm happy, happy to be pinned first because <laughs> I dream, I dream of this gift. You know, my wife says to me, "You're so bloody difficult to buy. You know, you just you everything you like, you just buy for yourself anyway. So what's the point of having presents?" but this present doesn't exist but I'd love it to it's the it's the tool for the car addict that does everything i'd need it to be a brand that we know like a snap-on so i don't
5: <laughs> just as we got christmas he wants a snap on.
4: He wants a snap on. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks
1: like Kenneth Williams who's just delivered a naughty.
4: Right, We need to keep that pose in. Okay,
5: yeah,
1: Neil. We don't, in. We don't,
3: last thing you said was snap on. So go back to that point.
4: Or strap snap on, on, one of the two.
3: I, I think I think Ed's got a snap on on his desk.
2: Yeah. So, so. we'll
3: come to we'll come to that later. So this thing is a Swiss Army knife for men and cars and vintage cars and kit cars with drama. So it has an air pump, of course. You can check your cars pump them up. It's got a um, a charger so you can, if, you, if you're bloody, I don't know, uh, Alpha GTC's battery's dead, you can just connect the little red and black cables. And you, it's a booster. It's also a trickle charger as well as a booster. It's a defroster. So it's got a little more Do Most mornings. And you're all frosty. And you don't know where your de-ice has gone. And you don't want to wake up the whole family by revving the engine for 10 minutes to get rid of the ice. It warms the windscreen. And you can just get rid of that ice. It's also got a little hoover. Oh, little I hoover love that. Yeah, so if if you know if someone annoyingly has got in with a bag of wheat crunchies oh. and you're trying to be too polite to not tell them to eat the fucking things outside of my car for God's sake, <laughs> you've you've yeah. got a you've got a little Hoover. You've also got some wet wipes <laughs> because how annoying is it when you get to the petrol station, your old banger, and you think, oh shit, I should check the oil, and the, nothing the to wipe bin it on. That's supposed to have you know bits of paper in, doesn't empty so you you can pull out a little wet wipe and also you can polish your dash at the same time as you're driving along to get rid of all of the dust you don't want a dusty dash no, no exactly so i think this is it's not been invented yet not even by those weird brands no one's ever heard of on amazon like tang, tang Yoy and pingyao and all of those brands that we look up the i don't know you're looking to buy an air pump and the sap on one is 90 quid and there's like a thousand of them for 899 i'd want a brand that i trust it's not going to break in 10 minutes and it does all those things for me at once and please can someone tell me that that thing exists and i'd like it for christmas
1: well you're going to get it because this is our imaginary world and you've, you've said something at the end there that's really important for me it's got to be a brand that i trust so can we just take five minutes to discuss the brands that we trust because I've just been filming with with my house husband Neil Carey today, and he's obsessed with two brands. They're the only two brands that he trusts in the world. If they build anything, he'll trust it, and they are Sony and Honda. Those are the yeah. only two things in the world he trusts. Mm-hmm. So, wh- what what would you add to those two brands as brands that you trust?
5: I'd add Apple. Apple. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure. I'm not sure. We
4: use Apple. It depends how long you want it to last. Yeah, trust. Yes, last
2: different question yeah okay good point um i think you'd oh. add devolt would you yeah 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 devolt
3: yeah i, I quite, quite like I... the other famous brand called ring 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 now i've got a the ring doorbells. no not the bloody doorbell thing google's oh doorbells. yeah the electrical electrical components yes because Google bought rings, so you don't want that because they're looking in your house the whole time. Yeah. I think ring, ring as in the air pumps. I've had one for nine years. I've left it outside in the wet, in the frost. It's never broken. It's bloody fantastic. Snap on. I like snap on.
4: Yeah, I like snap on. What's American. the, uh, how do I pronounce the German car wash? Lieber, Lieber,
2: um, Libra. Libra. Yeah. Yeah. oh
3: they're they're quite
2: good those washers i used to trust karsha but i've now realized that actually they can quite hit and miss oh who's got who's got one of those i think they're a bit Uh, life-changing i'm not as good the little little lithium pack with
1: the light on the end of it i mean it's it's a bit special now i think it's it's
2: it's It's good got a torch and everything
1: Look at that. that's, that's like sense. if you do it if, like that, it could be the Millennium Falcon's
2: arse.
3: Look at that! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, that's half of what my thing is. It just needs all the other bits as well. Do you yeah. think?
2: Do you think yours would have a little secret jet wash as well? Ugh. Yes, I think it yes. would. Yeah, because
3: if you, if you go on Amazon and you search for car air pumps, and there's Ring there, but then you've got Wind Gallop, Scoothy, Astro
2: AI. Yeah. Um side-hung. I think Wind brands. Gallop. Wind Gallop must be G- the G- Nic- nicola of yeah. our gadgets. Did GST, you see went to prison G8N. this week?
3: They're all they're Trevor all Milton. Terrible these brands. Don't buy any of them.
2: What about what about
4: Boeing or Airbus? We put quite a lot of faith in those, don't we? When oh, we put like ourselves up brands.
1: in the air.
3: <laughs> They're great brands. Both I'm not
1: sure brands. I trust their sort of their morals, but I definitely trust them to keep me in the air. Um, there's some yeah, things that.
3: really.
1: Um, I don't okay, have a Edward
3: McDonald Douglas air pump. Um, Edward, love it. Going now. A perfect Christmas gift for an addict. Well, Real I, I,
4: or imaginary. I'm I'm, I'm going to be a bit sensible, but I have written my Santa list here. Oh,
1: have you? Good. Did you
4: Dear not give Santa. it? Your,
1: did you not give it to your daddy when he came through? Dear Santa, <laughs> I would like
4: this year. Yeah a tank of fuel, yep. some new some new tires, yep. a service, some PPF, Steady. some PPF, um and a year's insurance for my brand new Range Rover, which I don't oh. have a brand new Range Rover, but I think there'll be lots of people
2: asking for a year's insurance from Santa Claus for new Range Rovers. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd like, if you had a new Range Rover, you'd like a large dog as well. Oh yeah, probably the dog. Yeah, but I'm not sure if the insurance company like that. And still, and a medium
4: length
1: piece of chain. Yes, I had a bit of intel on. I asked someone a question about that, about (laughs) when a Land Rover going to sort this problem out. Sorry, Range Rover. Um, and um, and apparently it's it's the very latest ones being delivered are harder to nick. It's the ones that were built last year that are hard to nick. Oh, I. Uh, I
4: mean, just. uh, well, I think most—if you try to nick a brand, brand new one—you get very confused because there's literally no buttons in it. I'm not sure no you'd know buttons. what to do.
2: Yeah, in, there's no—not yes. da- even a little little twiddly knobby thing for the heat. Yeah, but it,
1: it's a bit like me with my secret word that I used to say when I saw lights in the rearview mirror when they were changing. You have to say a secret word when you get into a Range Rover, and what do you think that word is, Neil Clifford?
3: um uh, maybe it's Christian. it's a christian, it's a christian name
1: them. of someone who might have been involved in the design process
3: yes no i, well, I, I guess
2: yeah. yeah gerard <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be it's gerard not jerry um okay uh, what,
1: what, what what's the perfect christmas gift for an addict neil clifford your connection is weak at the moment we're struggling you keep freezing
3: yeah. i'm
1: gonna be Goodbye. Like you you, you, you go and you go and get yourself sorted out, and then and then we can have you back. Um, uh, Manish, uh, what Manish has the also added history? a new
4: poster behind him. He's a- out of the other room he was in. He's Lucky is now featuring on the wall. bar oh, yeah. there
5: we go. So um, very observant. I um, I was thinking about the fact that we all talked about our favourite confectionery in cars, and uh, yeah, we had. Uh, orange Tic Tacs are not available, certain forms of Haribo. My personal favorites are the Little Werther's original. So do you remember the days when you used to have a CD changer in the boot of a car? Yeah, that's kind of how it worked. What I'd like is a box about that big with a really clever, completely hermetically sealed air pump. And what it does is you just fill the thing with your sweeties. And where your cigarette lighter is, and where your cigar lighter is, right? You, just, you you press a button, which is where your cigar lighter is, and the ashtray opens, and one sweet is delivered. <laughs> and this Not thing, enough. if the sweet is wrapped, it takes the wrapping off as well. It's just clever, and it just you just reach down in England with your left hand. If you're on the continent, you do it with your right hand. You just put the sweet in your mouth.
1: Oh, I tell See you what. The- that's got legs. That has, got, and also, yeah. if I was Rolls Royce or one of these uber luxury brands, I'd be thinking, that's something for our, our special customers. Yeah. Yes. I'd and like until to have been that, in maybe. the Middle East
5: recently, haven't you? <laughs>
1: but, but also, do you remember back in the day when you'd go to CNA and they'd put the money in that air thing and they'd lock it up and they'd fire? I want, I want to see the sweet arrive. It go, yes.
5: It just, Ooh, yes. It's just a little puff of air. You can imagine the Bentley salesman, can't you? Press yeah. that button, sir. So you got like, Everything opens. There's a word as original. In it, it is.
1: It is potentially open to abuse. Manish, It has to be said because I'm. I certainly know that if it was if, if Edward was looking after my Bentley, I might find some rabbit droppings or other sundry bits of crap he would found on the <laughs> street yeah. corner.
5: No, no. For the Lovett household, you'd also have one for the rear seats. Okay, you have to remember that double. <laughs> <thing. laughs> oh, I
1: like this. I like this. This is a great invention. I like it. Well, there you go. Christmas is sorted. Santa's a very lucky man. Uh, Chris, Chris Cooper. Um, other than another, another bottle of slow gin, oh, Neil Clippard's gone again. He'll be back soon. Um, yeah. Chris Cooper, what would you have uh, for the perfect Christmas gift for an addict?
2: I can recommend this delight, delicious, delicious bottle of slow gin from the Estate near Saint Albans.
1: You said delicious.
5: You, have you a, had, he's a massive delicious. drinker. He's not yeah. even got to the fat it's bit very, of the bottle. Very, very tasty. Every addict,
2: every addict of every sort, should have one of these. There's a lot yeah. here to get through, so bear with me. Right. So I actually went for actual presents that exist. Go on. So uh, it's a public service, um, and we're broad church, so there is a range, I've got a range in here of, I think any addict would enjoy any of these presents. I think ticket, tickets to the Festival of Speed would be a nice Christmas Day surprise for any addict going to the Festival of Speed. Um, but I think the thing... That, 20 years ago, what I'd have really liked for Christmas, because I was an addict, was a season of catering racing. Oh, that's a generous Mm -hmm. present, that, isn't it? That's a generous one. I'd have liked a season of catering racing, please, Santa. Yeah.
5: What are we we looking at in kind of sterling for this? Well,
2: I'm glad you asked that, Manish. Yeah. Do back then versus now. Yeah, exactly. So, what I do, the boys and I had this conversation is now because what we looked at was the price of doing the Caterham Academy. So, if you're an addict but you haven't done any racing and you've just got your license and you've got the odds thing, then the Caterham Academy is car. You get yeah. entry to all of the races. You get a bit of trackside support. If you break things, you know which way to put somebody help with some spanners. Uh, you've got to get the car there and back drive it or put it on a trailer um i this so for 24 all in price of that including the car i think it's about 36 37 grand um and about 20 odd years ago it must have been 20 something i think that's Ooh, pretty good, that's good value. Still very good value. Yeah. So i have that's to say very good value. It's an awful yeah. lot of fun and you get to keep the car afterwards and then you can add to the car and do the bigger series and bigger engines you get four or five years racing out of it so, the other thing I thought about, because uh, I quite like to go there again, um, the Below Zero Tuthill Ice Driving, I think would be a super. So, Richard Tuttle, if you're listening, um, that would be a super Christmas present for a podcast presenter. Yeah, but can <laughs> you look at your messages
1: quickly? Sorry, because. Uh, Just uh, saying. Uh, we need Johnny to let Neil back in. because okay, we well, jo- Johnny, should be there
4: listening, but...
1: Uh... Neil, Neil, Neil is currently... Um, he is in, a, in an imaginary world. He's knocking on a door saying, can I come back in to see my pals? Johnny, can you let Neil back in, please?
2: <laughs> 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 is, that, is that actually connection to
4: anything? Uh, it, it is, yes. yes. These yes, are, are right. unedited podcasts, let us tell you. If, yes. Johnny, if,
1: Johnny's, if Johnny's gone out, then we're in trouble here. Um, I think that, so. So, we're, are we pleading with um, Uncle Richard to, to, him, to give us that as a present?
2: Yeah, because he asked me for a favor this week and I favored him. So, it seems like a fair trade. I don't like the use of the verb like that, but I can understand yeah. where you're coming yeah. from. Uh, right.
1: I'm now going to answer this in a really, really boringly Victorian, straightforward way. The clue is in the question here, or the clue is in what we've been asked. What's the perfect gift? Of, what's the perfect Christmas gift? These for an addict. Me. I'll say it again. What's the perfect Christmas gift for an addict, real or imaginary? And I think um, I think Neil Clifford touched on it. Being addicts, we're so into our subject. You shouldn't really go there. You should either. You should only go there if it's in collaboration with the person you're buying for, or you should only go there if you're absolutely certain it's the right thing to buy because you're probably dealing with someone. With whom you're going to get it wrong you're going to do all the right things you're going to be lovely it's going to be sent with love it's going to be researched with love but it'll probably be wrong through no fault of your own because we're weirdos you're not the weirdo we're the weirdo okay so i think my honest answer to this is don't because i've never received a gift from anyone that's supposed to be in the car zone that i've had i've not had to act about when i receive it i've had to go that's great, but I'm thinking, yeah, but I th- I know there's a slightly better one than that, or that one isn't quite <laughs> right. And you yeah. can never, ever, ever say that out, you know, openly because you come across as an awful human being and you would be an awful human being. So you tend to look at it and think, more often than not, you think, actually, that's a good idea. Didn't think I needed one of them. I'll wait until a couple of weeks and I'll buy the good version of that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I just don't think that's acceptable. So what I'd say is this buy a really good bottle of champagne because champagne is a wonderful drink. It makes any, any situation better. And I think a, a good bottle, don't buy anything with an orange label that's got Moet written on it, because that you shouldn't even clean your tools with that shite. No. But go and buy some really good champagne and sit down and insist that you share it with that person. Right then, don't leave it with them, share it with them. Uh, and then let that person sit and explain why they ask for champagne. It's because they're impossible to buy for because they're a spoiled addict. That's my answer to that question.
2: So, good answer. So, if I, for Christmas, said, Monkey, we're going to go in February, we're going to go for three days to...
1: Ah, ah, no, 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 you've twisted it. You're talking about an addict buying for an addict. That never happens in the home situation. In the home situation, it's always an adult, a functioning adult, buying for an addict. And then they always get it wrong. And that's, that's not fair on them. Oh, he loves Ferraris. I might buy him some a bright red
4: Ferrari jacket This that says Ferrari across the front so he can yeah, drive it to good. work in his can Ferrari. Can you imagine? Can
1: it's, you the imagine try, it's the umbrella. It's the umbrella. Can weird. you imagine trying to buy something for Neil Clifford that's Kari? Yeah, I mean it just. But you you can imagine researching. You got. I found these on eBay. I found the best top trumps on eBay. That they're, they're the rarest ones ever. I got them sent from the Philippines, where there was this person that was. And then and then Neil will go. Yeah, I've I've got three sets of them already. I've got. got, those already. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I mean, it's going to happen, right? Uh, we're still Santa themed, uh, by the way. I say Santa because it's quicker, but he is Father Christmas. Do we agree? Yes. Good.
3: Right. Yes.
1: If Father Christmas is an addict. Um, Describe his perfect sle- sleigh. Nothing, nothing right, his kill.
4: No. Oh, interesting. I did, I'm not sure I read that. Describe it. Interesting. I've just chosen a car, but I might have to bimp
1: it out. <laughs> yeah, describe his perfect sleigh. Uh, okay, well, Edward, you need some time just to chamfer your answer. So we'll go with Manish first.
5: Okay, so I um, only have the word Santa's perfect sleigh. And I <laughs> haven't think about this. I thought... Um, <clears throat> There are two parts to this kind of intergalactic comet, aren't there? There's the sleigh part, and then there's what's drawing it. And since we are uh, a bunch of addicts, I think there are eight cars and they're tugging a Saab 900 from the mid-'80s because that is the closest thing.
2: Interesting word. Uh,
5: I I think that's what they look like. It's a a brown Saab from the mid-'80s, a Saab convertible, convertible. So Santa's in this. And then, do you remember in Ben-Hur, when uh, Charlton Heston's kind of there with the, you know, the, the rich bloke who's got the horses, he goes, now watch as they go around this corner. The chariot's going to spin over because the horses on the outside are much faster than the horses on the inside. So when they go there and it does and it does, and he goes, gosh, you know, lots about horses. So I thought what you have to have are eight perfectly matched cars in kind of a two by two formation. And so this is what I did. I decided Santa, Santa's Saab 900 from the mid 80s convertible brown would be pulled by very, very dark blue 70s wedge cars. And this is how they pair. OK. <laughs> wow. Um, so we are replacing Dasha, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna, Blitzen and Rudolph with. Yes. On the front row, a Countach LP400 and a Berlinetta Boxer, perfectly matched.
3: Nice.
5: Right behind them is a Maserati Bora, and next to that is an Uraco P300, a Lamborghini Uraco P300. Behind them is a Maserati Kamsin paired with a Ferrari Daytona, and behind that, behind that, you have Stratos and the Merak SS, that's what you have. You have this I want that
4: collection of cars, yeah. All you have the dark
5: Italian wedge pulling out. Now, just a wedge quick, quick point on, my brother-in-law told me this, the eminent cardiologist, huskies pulling sledges yeah. in Alaska. There's a little bit of a detail they don't give you. Apparently, huskies, and this is important for Stanta. when you get pulled by huskies, In Alaska, the reason why you have that great big leather top wall in is they eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And And they shit. When you start running, they just shit. Yeah. And you just have absolutely gallons of shit.
1: It it smells, I've done this, it just smells of poo wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I
5: think Santa.
1: Goggles. You
4: need your goggles on. We got whiskey shirt goggles on. <laughs> it's
5: fine. Four exhaust seats. Okay, I think Santa wearing some form of gas mask. Okay? okay, that's the only thing I would say. That <laughs> I, is, think, I okay. think
1: Santa is into scatological behavior. <laughs> yeah. Up
5: and down the
1: chimney he goes. He does. He does. <laughs> Right, Manish, I have to say, that's an excellent answer. I just wish you'd put some more thought into it. Yeah.
4: (laughs) You
2: should have made some more time this week, Manish. This is a serious endeavour. Right, my
1: answer now, I'm going to go last year because my answer isn't quite as clever as that one. No, mine isn't either. But Why don't you follow that one? (laughs)
4: Right. Well, whilst he was saying that, I was thinking, how can I be less clever? So I said, what, 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 one of those um, Toyota Alphards is going to be the answer. I'm going to use an Alphard once a week in some form. You're the only I, person I, who will. Yeah. How, actually, how I, good I, would that go in Lapland? I've actually chosen. I've chosen a car, and I th- I thought it was the perfect car. But this is. I'm not really describing the sleigh, but but I actually just think. A you know, a 1930s Bentley four and a half litre open tourer is is probably the right type of vehicle for Santa because vast in the back, all the presents can get in there. Um, yeah, I think that would be that would be Santa's sleigh. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. Because Santa to me is a bit of Phil Staffian character, he's got a big white beard, drives around like that. He's basically like Neil Clifford was 18 months ago when he was carrying a few more pounds, yeah. Right, Neil Clifford, um, you're the next up.
3: Mine's very simple. He's getting the best. He's actually he's going to give the reindeer a year off, right? The poor bastards have been doing it for like two thousand years. They're going to they're going to go to Mauritius for Christmas, the like famous
2: a, reindeer. Like every
3: yeah, other, they're, they're not going to
5: warm there at all. <laughs> like every other, all place
3: inclusive at the minute. And I'm he's going to have the best, coolest, coolest, not the best four by four. It's obviously the Ferrari F.
4: <laughs> the FF. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's going to have an FF in, uh, I suppose, in red. Really, a Rosso Corsa FF because you can then yeah. see it in the sky, and um, it's going to look sort of a bit Coca-Cola lorry type vibe.
2: Oh, I love that advert.
3: Yeah, it's good. To- I think we oh, might be
2: I'm getting David close coming. to our first. We
1: might be getting our close first yellow card here, Neil Clifford. You are yeah. endangering the happiness of. Billions of children worldwide, because an FF is not likely to make this journey. If they rarely complete journeys, as you no, the they do,
3: you so you're telling us that you're going to risk
1: the happiness of all these children because it's going to get as far as Belgium, and then the front gearbox is going to <laughs> shit itself. Yeah,
3: I'll the tell you, what, the head of Ed in his four liter Bentley, unless it's a Bob Peterson, because they never break down. But all the yeah. real ones that do yeah. break down, I think, if you drive an FF a lot, it doesn't break down.
4: Okay. Dear, yeah, dear even children of West Coast America, unfortunately, yeah. uh, the FF is on the Route 66 with a broken front differential.
3: Yeah.
4: Get you next year.
3: No, that's all a myth. Cars don't break down. All this, like, winter tyres and breakdowns, is all bollocks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wish people could see our WhatsApp group, Neil. <laughs> Just
3: drive them. Just drive them.
2: Right. Uh, Chris Cooper. <laughs> right. So, you're all wrong. I should know because... I have a rocking reindeer in my office.
3: Oh, look at that. Ooh, yeah, look
2: at that. His head moves and everything. That looks like a fire risk to me. Yeah. So actually his nose has gone a bit dull.
1: He looks like he's I
2: being think, abused. I think the dog chewed it. So we had a chat earlier on. So, Rudolph, what do you reckon? The 650? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so apparently what Rudolph says is because the sleigh has got to be capacious got to have lots of space in it for all the presents for children. Because otherwise, the NORAD Santa Tracker, does anyone know the NORAD Santa Tracker? You ever seen yeah, that? It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's really, yeah. really good. So the NORAD Santa Tracker, which sort of spools up all of those numbers, that's a lot of presents. So I think for a sleigh, if you're an addict, if Santa was an addict, I think you'd have a multi-purpose capacious vehicle. So I think you'd have a Brian James Race Transporter 6 trailer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with the with the open top panels at the top, I quite like one of those as well for my Christmas. Please, Brian James. would um, know, one of those, and I think he because he's got a lot of ground to cover. I think I like the idea of the eight wedge cars, um, and I, unfortunately, I didn't have as much time this week as managed to think about it. So I had one vehicular towing device. I had a Gulfstream six hundred and fifty. <laughs> I reckon yeah. that would do the trick. Gulfstream 650, towing a Brian James Race Transporter 6. Pretty that's, good. Give Rudolph no, it's a slightly dull name. That's a little aeroplane. It's a little aeroplane, yes. Yeah. yeah.
4: Right. That's what i Okay. Do. Um, I think
1: that's everyone. Oh, hang
2: on. I've got another one.
4: Or, or he'd have- He's getting the guards oh. out. One
2: of uh, those.
5: What is that? Yeah, that's, an,
1: that's an Arctic truck. Which one? Six-wheeler Arctic truck, that.
2: Yeah, that I can, yeah, I I can count, too. Which model is it, though? Oh, don't be... Hilux. Hilux. It's the RT-8044, yeah. six-wheel.
1: Yeah, you can keep That's talking. You right, you're, you're right on your name, down. You're being booked for that. Cooper. Right, Cooper.
2: <laughs> Monument, still front in the front. I think uh, you should Cooper.
5: remonstrate. What's, What's yours, Christopher? B-A-R. Uh
1: Right, so... Um, I've I've looked at this slightly more simply because I acknowledge the magic of Christmas means that you don't need to think about who's towing what and and load capacity because it happens. That's part of the magic. It happens. You don't need to know where they store it all because it happens because of the little people and the reindeers. That's why it's all magical for little people. And that's why Christmas, when there aren't little people around, is utterly shite. Right, here we go. So I'm going to say that I, I had a chat with his nibs and his big beard and his fat tubby wife. And he's gone. He's gone. Ah, because he's from the West Country. Because he's always a bit. He's a bit of bunker, isn't he? He's gone. I, I don't. I want a faster estate car. But I don't want, like this automatic stuff. I'm a manual man through and through, Chris. Is I'm he
2: from Somerset? He
1: is. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So he's so he's going. And I will stop the accent now. He wants a manual, very fast estate car. There aren't many. So he's gone. And I thought this was controversial because I have one, That's and it's on me. It's an E34 M5 Touring because he wants yeah. manual. Okay. Nice. And he's into that era as well. He doesn't mind the fact that those cars always smell a bit like candle wax inside because it's been smell a bit older, of damp smell, reindeer, don't they? They smell of candles, they smell of wax, which is odd. Damp reindeer. Um, yeah. So for me, it's an E34 M5 Touring, but I'm not going to think about the peripherals because that just happens. That's the magic of it all.
2: Right. So, thing. actually, quick question talking about Santa and his addiction. What do you think Santa's favorite Christmas movie would be? Oh, there's only one. Only one. one. He can't be in it. He can't be in it. No, no. What's his favorite Christmas movie? What? There's only there's only one. I mean, I don't know why I'm asking. It's got to be a Bond movie. It's got to be a Bond movie.
1: Oh, do you mean Die Hard?
2: (laughs) A John McTiernan film. (laughs) (laughs) Every Christmas, I send Monkey a picture of the opening credits, (laughs) opening title. Christmas
1: movie. Just as the seven four
2: seven, just as it lands. And the tyres kiss the runway and the smoke comes off. And I, and I pause the TV oh, no. and Maybe send can... Monkey that shot. And that's, that's my Christmas it. card to Monkey every year.
1: If you didn't send me that, I think you were really quite unwell. Yeah,
2: don't worry, you'll get it on. on the <laughs> <evening>. <laughs> I, think,
1: I think, I think what I did watch the other day was I watched uh, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, which is genius. Joyous. It's yeah. joyous. It's so good.
2: I'm going to write that down. I've got to see that one it's, this weekend. It's
1: just fantastic, yeah. isn't
2: it? That's brilliant. That's a great okay. idea. Um, uh,
1: what we did this week. Well, I'll start with this one because I've done a fair amount in cars this week. I've probably not driven as many cars as my learned Neil Clifford, but I've driven a few. So I've driven uh, a Yaris. I've driven... Uh, an M2. I've driven a GR86. I've driven a 911. I've driven about three or four other cars. I've driven a Polestar, um, but the one I'm going to tell you about two of them. One is is I, because I had to leave the Aris up at Ian Litchfield's. I had to drive home in his um M- his this new latest M2 that he's made a bit whizzy and faster. Yeah. And I love it. I, I mean, I talk about Litchfield a lot because he's just one of my heroes. When you meet the man, he just calms you down. He's just he's just one of life's good things. And, I, and I, I as I drove out of the gate and he told me it had a bit of power and it was a, wasn't was finished yet, I phoned him, I as I always do, and just said, what on earth is going on with the power of this car? And he went, well, it's got about 650-ish, but it's hmm. an M2. And he hadn't mapped any of the torque in the gears, which has given me everything the whole time. There's something about, and I, I think I messaged you guys with this, there's something about a, a car with a naughty amount of power that just hmm. wakes you up and reminds you, why you love driving and why you love all this shit, because it's just exciting. And it's the it's the point at which all of your other mates that think they love cars would go, had enough of that. But you're going, I want to stay in this for another 10 minutes. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. It made me feel alive and awake. Um, and in, yesterday we filmed the GR86. I'm only about 14 Ooh. months late to this car. I tell you what, people, I give you one phrase. It is a pound shop GT3 Touring, that car. That's exactly what it is. It, wow. it, it's a wonderful thing. It reminds you that Toyota, this faceless corporation, yeah. makes two cars. It makes the Yaris GR and it makes the GR86, which frankly shame so many car makers that purport to be the friend of the enthusiast. Really? Good on Toyota. Honestly, fair play. That thing is alive. So I've had a... Do you know what? I couldn't have had a better week with cars before the Christmas break. I am a happy boy. Next person. No,
0: take I didn't all drive.
1: No, I haven't. Um, Edward, what's your week with the car been at all?
4: Well, I'm pretty much nothing compared to yours, by the way. Can we borrow the M2 so we can all yeah.
1: give our own yeah,
4: journalistic yeah. opinion on the M2? Yeah. In think, get in touch.
1: You better drive it last, Edward, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, honestly, I, I, I really haven't done much. We did have a nice little gathering um, at Regent's Park. We did a last coffee run of the year where we had 60. Uh, friends and customers turn up um which was very nice and I threw the poodle's in the speedster took the roof off <laughs> and went for a little drive in central London at 20 miles an hour on Sunday morning
2: it's actually no. quite a nice day was it so sort of right was. It was
4: it was it, it got a bit cold uh whilst we were there but it was yeah. it was a nice
1: day nice enough to also the confirm off? the great the greatness of your speedster is It's a Porsche designed to go around the Nürburgring and that stuff, but it's actually a lovely thing at 20 miles an hour as well. Yeah, it is. It is. That's the clever thing about those cars. Uh, Neil Clifford, how many cars have you not driven in the last week?
3: I've been bloody working, so I've been very boring. I've also been as sick as a dog, because I sort of don't like Christmas and my body decides to make me ill at the same time. So I've been, as as a number, of people, a number of people have noted on the comments, I've been living in cars for about three weeks. Um, my wife hasn't chucked me out yet. I'm sure she will when I'm, like, disappointed with the Christmas presents because I wanted the better book and not that one or whatever it is. Bless her. <laughs> is, Chris is dead right about that. Um, I spent Sunday, as you do on a Sunday, when you have lots of old cars, shitty old things, putting... C Tech battery clippers on the battery, <laughs> and trying to move around. You don't, you don't have enough trickle chargers. You know, there was an ep- there, was, there was an episode of this in uh, Alan Clark's book, actually, about the grim winter months when you're just trying to spend your time keeping every car alive, and all the batteries have basically died. I did lend a car to a good friend who wanted it in a magazine. And the battery died on that, so he had to fit a new bloody battery the minute he came and picked it up. So it's all been about batteries, work, blue, and generally looking forward to bloody January. I like. And January. Is
4: is C Tech a brand that you trust, Neil? I
3: trust C Tech. Yeah, yeah, so, I do, do trust. You, them. Do you
2: have do you, in your C Techs, Do you have the the terminals of the charger? bolted on and fixed to the battery terminals. So you've got the single socket fixing. Is that how yes. you do it? Yeah. You don't have the bulldog crocodile clip thing. Well, I do.
3: I do have the, I've, I've a, a mixture of bulldog and connected. I'm yeah. not organized enough to be all connected. <laughs> so it's all a bit of a bloody shambles, the whole thing, frankly.
4: What is the best way to extend the battery life of a, or the health of a battery? Is it to turn it off completely or is it to keep no, you it? No, you've got to use it. Use it, use it, not yeah. disconnect it.
2: Keep, keep no. it
1: trickled, keep it trickled.
2: Yeah, it trickled, one of those conditioner like things which it draws down a bit and it goes back up again. And it basically, it's like going to sort of the early evening Pilates class for a battery, I think. It's not too strenuous. <laughs> There's no, it's none of those bikes or anything. There are big weights to pick up. Just a little bit of light Pilates for a battery. That's how I think. Those good trickle charges are a little oh, bit up, a little bit down.
1: down. I'm just making myself a cup of tea.
2: Have a nice one, yeah. Nice, nice. Make me a hot lemon.
1: One
3: actually,
4: what, what one have you thing done I've... this week, Chris.
2: And he just
3: so, actually
5: walked off the podcast to make he, himself so a cup of he tea. Has, yes,
2: right. yes. Yeah. I, okay. I'm going to get to what I did with cars this week. But I meant to mention this with sort of f- presents for for addicts. Um, and again, this is an instructional service. This book here. Racing in the Rain. Oh, Racing in the Rain. Oh, so yes. Basically, That's, I've got that. It's a good book, isn't it? Really good. I, I defy any addict to receive this book and think, do you know what? I wanted the proper one instead. This hmm. is the proper one.
1: But what genius of a relative or loved one would honestly find that book for you? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Uh, They'd Lin- they they go to Waterstones and they'd get whatever the best in there is. No, oh.
2: no, Lynn found it for me because, because,
1: you told me. Like this new interactive podcast. Oh, is that where the safe is?
2: <laughs> because,
1: oh, yes. oh, here we go. We've you seen that too that. many yeah. times.
2: We've seen yeah. that several seen times. We've seen that on here. We have. So, Lynn said, That's you. Yeah. That's a golf cart. I'm going to look for a book about other golf cars. <laughs> oh. It's not impossible, monkey. I know, um, but I just... I, so but
1: look, I did... Maybe it supports your choice of wife and you're making us all feel inadequate here, but Lynn, the Lynn, one,
2: genius. The other was... one is that one. Oh, That's good. That, why have you, raising more, the you rain got your
3: presents early? Up. Why have you got your Christmas early? Is it some sort of is it different These are
2: last years, because usually, <laughs> usually, these are the books that go under my laptop to make it the right height for doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So today, yeah, I've exactly, the same. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, today, today I've got a box of screen wipes underneath my laptop, which is not as exciting. Actually, I've got a Michael Schumacher book, which I don't really like. <laughs> so this lovely weekend, Jeff. so I had a couple of things actually. I had, I had, I had, um, I had the lovely Charlie round today to clean some cars. And when I came back today, there were in my garage some clean cars. And I can't tell you the enormous sense of well-being I had. When I opened the garage door, turned the lights on, and there were clean cars in the garage. That was a lovely feeling of loveliness and
3: Charlie Charlie's coming Christmas Eve so my
1: so my, these are the things I put my um your, I, there's a reason for this so this is my, my my thing for my microphone to get it above the computer so there's there's an old lucid book that I think Edwin and I were given when we went over to see them this is the one that you'll like though so I got given two early copies of this um that's one there this is the one that I was given as a dummy now, this one looks a bit thicker. When you open it, you'll see it's actually... It's a copy of Denise Van Outen's book. But <laughs> they just wrapped with my cover that's on a it. A
2: bit of that? me. <laughs> that must be worth more. <laughs> I'll tell that, you that's what.
1: The, that's the officially the first copy of my book. It's actually Denise Van Outen's story. you. Really
2: you
4: Get your face wrapped around Denise Van Outen.
1: The, the closest I'm going to get to that situation. There we go. I
2: would pay. Um, I would pay good money for Denise Van Outen to read your book.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think she'd find it very. I don't think anyone find. Oh, it we very would.
2: Good, so actually, right. so last thing i to say about my week with cars is actually going to happen tomorrow. So tomorrow, I'm going to a little. I'll take some photographs and show it with you. I'm going to a little racing team down in Dorchester. That goes Ooh. by the lovely 1960s name of Dorset Racing. Oh yeah. The little brother and sister team, Ellie and Jack. And they run sort of some old classic cars in racing. And I'm hoping they're going to run my mini, my little the one mini I bought on collecting cars.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the FIA race mini, which we've tried once, the boys and I. Uh, we tried it at a Goodwood track day with Swift June. And it was just the best fun, more fun than I thought a front-wheel drive car could be. So um, I can't really run it because we've already agreed I can't really do spannering. So a friend of mine, Roger, said try Dorset Racing. So tomorrow I'm going to see the lovely people at Dorset Racing. They're having their Christmas due tonight, so they might be helpfully semi-repaired tomorrow. Lovely. And I'm going to have a lovely drive through uh, North Hampshire and then a bit of Wiltshire and then Dorset to see them tomorrow. And hopefully gift them in the new year my swift tune bought on collecting cars uh, get yeah. yours there next year uh, racing mini and that in, be my, car,
1: in what car do you intend to
2: undertake this journey that's a good question it's a good question uh i think that both the boys and i will go so it might have to be by sausage It It might have to be by sausage.
1: By the way, to anyone that's not a regular listener, sausage is Neil Clifford's code for a Panamera Sport Turismo uh, because he thinks it looks like a sausage. We happen to think it's the best looking Porsche non 911
3: ever made. I'm not saying sausages are ugly. I like sausages. (laughs) (laughs) We know. Especially
4: a Bratwurst as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. Manish? um, What have you done? With cars
5: this week or anything else. So tiny bilateral. As you know, I'm still looking for my 456 MGT. <laughs> now, if you remember, a couple of months ago, maybe not quite that long ago, I shared a link with you about my perfect car. Everything about this is perfect. It's in Switzerland. It's about 10 minutes outside Zurich. Uh, it's navy blue. It's got the dark tan leather, 15,000 miles. That's it. It's just mint. The only, that's a manual. It's the M. The only thing is it's left-hand drive, and I've been a bit nervous about this. Now, I decided this week that I'd made this TV show about one of the great car dealers of our lifetime, and it wasn't Lovett Senior. So what I did was I sent Bernie a link to it, which you have to do circuitously because he doesn't do email. And I called him up and I said, Could you do me a favor? He said, What do you want? I said, Can you check this car out for me? Check out the link. Tell me what you think of the car. Let's have a chat. So I gave him a call and he said, It's a bit pricey. He thought it was a bit pricey. A bit
2: pricey, son.
5: Very nicely, right. But he said he bought, many years ago, Slavica, the um, the non-M version of this, in very dark green. What, the non-M version of Slavica? No, the, the non-M version of the 456. No, sorry. And, uh, and he it was he bought her a manual, and she didn't want it. So he sent it back to Ferrari, gave a look at call, and said, can you convert it into an automatic? What?
3: Uh-huh. Yes.
5: So he knows the car. He knows it very well. So... This is what I did. Um, I am going to go out to Switzerland in the new year, depending on Mr. E's availability, and we are going to go and we are going to go and check this car out. And then he's going to try to do a deal for me. Can you imagine
3: the dealer when he walks through the door? Oh, you just
5: shit
1: yourself, give it to him for free and run away.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be something like that. I mean, the only thing is I told him that um, it was... It, there's a. Did you know there's a 20% import duty on...
4: Yeah. On what year is it? It's not now, there's
5: not. It's 2002, Swiss. Oh, there, yeah,
4: there would be, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, so he said to me, are you sure there's duty on that car? And I said, yes, I checked the HMRC webpage. Then I realised what had come out of my mouth. Yeah. In context. Yeah. So uh, I have hopefully set myself up in January or February, assuming the car's still there, he thinks it's good. He doesn't think I'd get something quite that good for the money in the UK. He thinks it's about as good as he's ever seen one.
2: I think you'll get it. I mean, that the import duty on that is a rounding error for Bernie, isn't it, really? I'm yes, more. no,
5: no. I, unfortunately, I have to pay for it. This, yes. it is, this isn't going to be gifted to me. It is like, Bernie, can you check this car out? Would you mind buying it for me? It is Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I'm and to and to
2: Bernie might have you know, inadvertently just left a small a small loaded handgun in his luggage again. I mean that happens all the time to me.
5: It's like I want <laughs> you know, this car, and he might open his briefcase get... and it falls out I'm...
2: on the dealership floor.
5: I, I feel oh, is that, that I feel
2: my that backup if, gun if this if, if this podcast was the hobbit
1: leaning into the Lord of the Rings, that maybe actually the ring and the resolution of our story together as addicts is actually managed. Buying a four, five, six GTM, so yeah. or MGT. So maybe we have to agree that the day that he turns up with it, we all stop. That's it. We've done it. No, we've reached our we've reached our endpoint.
3: Yeah, we've reached the rainbow.
1: Yeah, Just think, think about yeah. that, Manish. Think, that. think about that. Think about that. You, you, about you look that. at that yellow brick road and then have a yeah. think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so we've done. Uh, where are we? Uh, we? Everyone's covered that. That's good. Right, here we go. Uh, Right, we're going to move outside motorcars for a minute. We don't do that very often, but I think we should do it more often. What machine, other than a car, would you most like to drive or control? This could run and run and run. I'm going to get my cards ready, because I've said one machine. Chris Cooper, I suspect,
2: will have at least seven.
1: Over Over to you, you, Mr C. Uh,
2: Just show me the card now. Go on, wave it. (laughs) Wave it. Get it over with. Get it over with. (laughs) <laughs> okay so the, the the machines i wouldn't like to control because <laughs> i get really really show me in the rules where you can't do that <laughs> you know you'd love to fly a fighter jet but i just know you know that bit where you know call sign maverick no call sign vomiting muppet <laughs> in my case I, you know i'd love to do the J- F 35 you know, lightning two off the deck of the Queen, Mary, Queen Elizabeth. I'd just vomit everywhere. I just, I'd have, I'd have tummy ache, monkey. Just to reassure you, <laughs> um, you're telling that story never. Spam of Spitfire, I'd love to fly a Spitfire, but I just think no. I just, I get really vommy. I just think I wouldn't. I'd like the idea of it.
4: Are you going to um, name everyone else's others everyone else's choices <laughs> and then and then say the one Brilliant, yours, it? So it you,
3: know, you no, the one I would pick I think that's what he's doing I would pick
2: <sighs> cigarette no Close. Is no
5: is it a reefer
2: no 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 no, no. no.
5: manish what is it mean? It's, a,
2: it's 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 from What's it's america it's an outer limits sv50 powerboat.
5: You so would throw up in
2: that. That. You just would not throw up in that on a no, choppy ocean. What, what will she do? What will she do? miles an hour. Oh, I, I
4: just I remember growing up of being I can't remember south of France or somewhere like that, and hear, hearing a cigarette go past you was just the most yeah. cool thing. So
2: this thing, so this thing, um, you would probably have. So there is only one power plant. And it's from America as well. Mercury Racing, inboard engines. Twin 13 litres, probably. Uh, 1,550, 1,650 horsepower each. Are you you throttles or steering? That's a very good question. Both. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, both. Although I think actually it's the throttles that is the greater... Steve Curtis, who some of you might have heard of... Steve Curtis is the oh, top no. of um, Because in theory, the steering is quite easy because you point where you want to go. But I think a bit of both is is where it's at. A bit of, a bit of that and a bit of that is where it's at. So I had an Outer Limits SV50 powerboat, twin Mercury racing, 1550, 650 horsepower, 13 litres, flat water, qualifying trim, special brew petrol not available at the pumps. Um 165, 170 miles an hour. The class one, the, the catamaran ones, they're just going to kill you. They're just going to kill you. You know, you'll be light to medium death every time you take it out of the dock. So one of those, single hull, big deep V, escape hatch in the top. But somebody down in Falmouth, there's a, there was an offshore power race this, this autumn in Falmouth. And somebody down there has got a big V8 thing with an escape hatch. It's not it's not like that. It's, it sort of does about 120, 130. But the noise, when it obviously it only goes out when it's they go testing. Like we go to Brands, or Donington. They go out in Falmouth Bay. Usually when it's flat, not much wind. So the whole of the Western Atlantic can sort of hear it. Yes. The noise is to die for. So I would love to pilot and control an Outer Limits SV50. Very cool. Neil Clifford.
0: All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.
3: We do need to do our podcast in Arriva in 2024, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who might have Arriva that we know? I know someone. Yeah, I know someone.
4: Can we do it on Lago de Como, please? Yes. Uh, it's
3: more like uh, Le Lake de Thames. oh
5: well, Yeah. <laughs> Thames. Yeah.
3: In Hurley. Yeah, Marlow.
5: Largo Marlow.
3: A thing that's been on my um, to-do list for about seven years, if I look back, so I've got my little goals in my little notes in Apple, in my notes, and it's depressing when you look back through... The last seven years and the same things reoccur often. Um, one of them is gliding. I would really like to do gliding in a Thomas Crown affair, yeah, yellow glider with rennie Russo. If that's his name, yes,
2: that's <laughs> her name.
3: have <laughs> got to be below 100. <laughs> As long as it's not Renee <laughs> and Renata. It's your story, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, no, if you, if you... You know, that movie is one of my most gorgeous movies. For obvious Isn't film.
2: that a lovely movie? That That movie. is, yeah. Oh, if you've seen her... Sorry, Rene Rousseau, that is. In other things, and you think, oh, she's a very good actress. But in that film... Oh, I, I mean, think, was was it it it's more
3: gorgeous.
1: It's better... I, but I, Do you think the McQueen one's better than the second one?
3: Oh,
5: of course. Yeah.
1: I I I think the second second one runs it very close. No, no,
5: no, no, definitely. Oh my god, it's the best reinvented movie. But that sequence where they play chess—it is somewhat delicious in the first one. It's fair
3: to say I refuse to watch the second one, so I don't know why I'm saying the second one's shit. But I've decided it's shit. But I've never seen it. I have to say, really isn't bad. In private, don't tell
2: anyone. Yeah,
3: yeah. But McQueen in that double-breasted suit in the two-door bentley i mean that's peak man really
2: yeah
3: um but that yellow glider i would uh, that's that i'm gonna before i die i'm gonna fucking fly a glider
4: okay yeah, it's funny so we uh, we we moved house a couple of weeks ago and uh i for the last five houses i've lived in we've taken boxes of dvds with us and never opened the boxes clearly and I, I kept, I've decided to keep ten DVDs. Everything else, because I, I know I can stream them. But that's that the one, is yeah. one of them.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's the, the second e, one,
4: and that's the other one. That's that a terrible shit. film. That's a that is terrible shit. film. It is, it, is, it is. a terrible. It's a terrible film. But I don't think I've ever seen that come up on um, Netflix no. or anything like that. I think the they reason for it. that
1: when he's looking at and the when movie, I need my talking, Volvo fix. When he's looking in the mirror trying to define his South African accent, is one of the funniest scenes, inadvertently funny scenes ever. Do you remember that? The Russian. Going... Is it South
4: African or is he? I'm, I don't Russian?
1: know. Um, he's, he's running through this incredible gamut of accents he's got, none of which are any better than me shit in the pub. Terrible. Right. Um, uh, Manish, you're next.
5: Well, I mean, <clears throat> Chris Cooper can puke as much as he likes in one of these, but I was put on Earth to fly a lightning. That was what I was really put on earth to do. Unfortunately, when I was doing my A-levels, my eyesight went a little bit and I wasn't allowed to join the RAF. And that was literally like cutting both my feet off. I mean, I ended up taking a year off feeling completely despondent about the world because there's just something so purposeful about that plane. Yeah. Everything about it is just purposeful. There's no, you know how much I love my aesthetics, but even I can't use the word beautiful to describe it. It's a missile yeah. with truncated hornet's wings, isn't it? And and, and basically a little yeah. isosceles triangle just at the back. That's all it is. That's a tail. Yeah. It's nothing. And you're sitting on it. It's peaceful. It's just unbelievable. And I, I read a book, um, that a lightning pilot wrote. Uh, there, there were these. It's a series, you know. You can you can read about sort of being a hunter pilot, a lightning pilot, a phantom pilot. And what was sort of so incredible about this was the idea that it, it was the autonomy. It's just not a two seater plane. And um, you know, I love teams, but I think there's something about Formula One. There's something about a single seat fighter, and it's just you on your own. And the, and and those pilots, the, the lightning pilots especially, were so so bright, really intelligent men, because they had to do their own avionics. They had to work out the best angles of this and that. And then they had to fire their two missiles. And um, the thing that, I remember reading about it, saying that they kind of all knew they were living a slight lie as well, because they had to be able to scramble and get up in the air in six minutes or whatever it was. So they slept in bunks in the hangar, you know? So the whole idea was, you know, beep, 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 in the plane up, and you were supposed to take these Sort of Russian bombers out in theory, or Russian fighters if they sent them in advance. But you had two, oh, can you remember the name of the missiles? They sat over the wings rather than under. And they pointed um, out, you basically got up, there, um... you fired your two missiles, you went, oh shit, we've got to get back down oh, <laughs> for the RAF to save England. We've got to get down, put two new missiles on, come back up in three minutes. I mean, the whole attack plan was a complete joke, but my thought those guys had fun and, and, and I English the...
2: electric. That's a brand I'd trust. English. Electric.
5: Electric. I agree. I agree. It um, sort of do...
2: completely understates because they obviously made the Canberra, Canberra, yes. how you want to pronounce it. Yes, yes. Um but on paper, probably... they on paper
1: they make toasty machines, something like that, don't they? On paper.
2: Yeah. Um, but when you see what they produce, that and that is do you think there are any because for a while up until a few years ago, you could go to South Africa. No, oh, they're
1: done. There's nothing left now. There's Is that all left gone? Left. No. Are there the any? Af- the South African one shunted, and that
3: and that was it. And I think a one story. I've got a one minute story on a lightning pilot. Go on. Oh, go on. So I took my son to Monaco Classic, and we um, we bought Ponzi seats on a little boat, not a big boat, but a you know little boat where you can therefore be on the water watching the classic, and I had a mate racing in it. And I was on there early, of course, with my little coffee and croissant. And this most beautiful, beautiful man walked up um, in his 70s called Martin Pitt. And Martin, very low key, with a beautiful sort of um, uh, summer hat on and a blazer and a tie. Gorgeous. And we sat down and said, oh, how are you? Love a coffee. And I said, you know, we got talking. I said, well, what did you do, Martin? Oh, I was a lightning pilot. And then I was the captain of the lightnings. And then I moved on to be a test pilot for Vulcan. And and then I was a captain of the Vulcans. And then I did all of the um, experimental work to get the refueling back working on the Falklands. And then I went and flew 737s and 757s. And now Martin Pitt today because I went to visit him, um, he, he lives up in Shropshire. We went and had a lovely ploughman's just because I thought he was just the most gorgeous man and I wanted to learn more about Vulcans and lightnings. So I went up and bought him a, a lovely ploughman's and, and we're playing tennis in the summer. He's coming down to me and we're going to play, play tennis. And Fantastic. It's just just meeting these people, it just... It so we, I think we need, to,
2: we need to meet them. We said this at the weekend. We need to meet them while I stood around. Monkey, you've met, I think you've met Lucy, my brother's wife. Her father, Jeffrey, was the wing commander or the RAF commander on Ascension Island for Operation Black Buck, which was the operation to send up yeah. Vulcan yeah. over the Port Stanley airfield. What's Roland White.
1: White's book called again? Oh, God. you've got to read yeah. that book, the story of that. It is, I know.
2: It's oh. in, uh, Isn't the number It is Operation Black
1: Buck. It? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's the Operation Black Buckle. It's the number of the squadron. It's Six the number or, of I think seven it's
3: the, or something, yeah.
2: It's the tail number of the Vulcan. Okay, that Vulcan that drops the yeah, is, yeah. Drop that. And it he is. told me a story about because he was a Victor navigator or engineer when before Polaris. So in had blue streak, or the when the V the nuclear force was the V-Bombers. That's why the Valiant Victor and Vulcan were the nuclear deterrent delivery force for the UK. Vulcan they- 607. Everyone go and buy Vulcan That's 607. Sorry. That's the one. Yeah. On. And he, because they obviously knew, they had, they were all painted this anti flash white rather than the camo the Vulcans were, the Falcons wore, because they were going to go stratospherically high. And they had, they were all equipped with and issued with an eye patch. And the eye patch was, if you were going to take off, then you probably knew if you actually took off, there wouldn't be a runway to come back to. Um, but to make sure you could still see, because obviously the nuclear flash would blind you, they all had to wear an eye patch. Yes. I said to him, my brother will correct me if I got this wrong. Um, I said, Jeffrey, how many times did you get in the plane with your eyepatch? He said, I got in the plane three times. Were you ever rolling? He said, we were rolling once. We were on the runway, not at v V1, but rolling with my eyepatch before we got called back. Mm-hmm. Just extraordinary people. The guy, so we sent it to you at the weekend. Manage there's because it's now 20 years since the last Concorde landed at Filton, and there was that lovely clip about the Concorde pilot who's now an ambassador down at the Filton Museum. He was everything that's great about Britain, everything that's great about really, British yeah. engineering and aviation heritage and leadership. We need to enjoy these people while they're still here. Can we agree that next year, assuming we're still doing this and manage hasn't
1: bought a four, five, six MGT, um, we will have an addicts dinner underneath oh, the wings. Totally. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll find a way. We won't, we won't charge you much money for it. In fact, we might even give it for free because we're generous like that. And we'll 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 make sure that we sit down there and we'll get. I know two local people to hear that that were involved in Concord. And we'll get them inv- get them along and tell some stories because that would yeah. Yeah, that would be wonderful.
3: Perfect, it would be wonderful. And and you know Martin Ma- Martin Pitt. Let's close the door on Martin Pitt. Twenty seconds. He lives in Shrewsbury, lovely ploughman's, and we oh. he runs a Vulcan. Um, what's the thing with the, the the uh when you fly the it bloody
2: would- things preservation society?
3: No, but you go in the Vulcan a simulator. A simulator. A simulator. There's one Vulcan simulator. Wow just north of manchester and these guys approached him and said look we've got this vulcan simulator would you come and run it for us because you know how to fly the bloody thing so four days a week he drives up from Shrewsbury, south of manchester and runs this vulcan simulator and i need to do that as well
2: that would be fantastic can we all go can we go make a trip
3: i'll organize it
2: i'd love to do that i'm so in
3: so we've yeah.
1: done Chris Cooper, we've done Manish, we've done Edward. What, what would you like to do?
4: What? You've just told the most beautiful stories. And the first thing I've got written on my piece of paper here is a demolition
1: ball thingy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but
1: do you know what? That's the beauty of this, because I'd love to have a go on one of those. Because with nail, when it cuts to that yes, wall, exactly. going through the wall, I always think, I want to do that.
5: Look at all this hideousness,
1: Edward. Edward, there is no shame in that whatsoever. We're that all jealous. Though, what, what, what's the bloody thing called?
5: Wrecking, a ball. wrecking
1: ball.
4: A wrecking ball. Well, demolition ball thingy is what I'm going to call it from now on.
1: Can I also um, ask? What, can I also ask what would you like to aim it at? Um, <laughs> that's a good question.
4: Tesla. <laughs> <I, laughs> I could think of a few car dealerships to uh, to flatten.
2: Name names.
4: <laughs> I did also write down here that I think I still need to master the motor car uh, before I learn to uh, control anything else.
1: Self-deprecating to the. Left. I hope
4: someone's going to say helicopter here. Do
1: you know what? Um, I'm not going to say helicopter. So we've managed has got has been uh, Neil Clifford. Have you actually been, or did you just tell
3: a story? I think I've been. I'm
1: a bit torn by this. Because I, for Chris Cooper, I, re, I agree with all the reasons that he listed. That the aircraft thing, unless you're really suited to that, the experience is horrible. I've never been in a in a fast jet, but I've been in those extra 300 stunt planes that are, you know their wings are G-tested. That's the worst. G and G. You can do that. And i tell you now, it just scares the shit out of you. And, and actually, when you do that negative G thing, no one t- mm. everyone talks about negative G and just says, ooh, it's G in reverse. The no. way they should describe it is you want to do a poo out of your mouth. And that <laughs> that is not helpful to anyone. That yeah. isn't necessary in anyone's life. <laughs> i tell you that now. When when Sir Andy Green took me up in his extra 300 and when this is negative G, I thought, I don't need this. There's nothing about me that needs to be doing this. So all the flying stuff's out. I've, I've raced an F-35 in the film. I've had to work quite closely with the RAF for a day as they did that. And it's just, it's an amazing piece of kit, but it ain't for me. It's just, I'm sorry, it's beyond me. So I don't, I don't hold any great need to be up there. However, I think there's one that has to be answered. And it is, and I, and I I hate flying. Everyone knows I hate flying. I'm scared of being up there. But what was it like when you were sitting on top of Saturn V? Oh. Someone went, here we go, go. Mm. I, I'd quite like to know what it was like when they went, go. I Light sus- that candle. I, sus- I suspect it grabbed your attention for a while. Yeah, the fact that you were pulling eight G's, not lateral G, just vertical G, like straight yeah. up. I think, I think it's that it still remains the most powerful.
5: And uh, I think you might find that it might make a poo come out of the correct orifice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but what, what would it be like? What would it be like to leave the Earth's atmosphere, just sitting on that stuff? I don't just know. imagine
5: that you know you just literally you get to the moon you've got a prolapsed rectum yeah
1: you, I think you would I think you'd be in I think you'd be in tatters but there's if you've ever watched I've described I've tried to describe this if you've ever, I've watched a little rocket I've watched the Soyers go off from yeah Falcon or and all cosmodrome and I think after that there was a very clever person working on the Top Gear crew who who told me what 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 fraction of power that had compared to Saturn V and it was something like It was one hundredth of the power of Saturn V. And I thought to myself, what would that have felt like or sounded like? So there you go. Have you sat in a
4: top
1: top fuel dragster? Well, do you know what? That's been teed up before. But I had to put my hands up and say I didn't have the skills to drive it. I think you've got to respect that stuff. Yes. Unless you really know what you're doing, you're going to get in trouble. I, I I think think would
2: you even
4: know what if you were sat in one? You've got these very odd long steering wheel, haven't you? With your yeah. arms out, yeah. Straight. Yeah. What, but then
1: you've got what, the leave, you've got to pull the levers, you've got to pop the levers as the, yeah. the gears go straight in. I mean, Anything think,
4: in the footwell? I
1: uh, yes, you've got two pedals and you've got a shoot, yeah. On one in of the them. Chute, I, the yeah. other thing is, I is there a two
2: seater experience for that? There is at Santa Pod. Oh, no, no, no! You got to go over. The, you got to go to the other side of the. Of the it's island. not a top fuel, but I think to start. So there's, I think it's top fuel dragsters in Europe are anything. It's it's a Scandinavian dominated thing, and actually a lady person dominated thing. Yeah. Most of the top fuel, the majority of top fuel fuel dragster races in Europe, are Scandinavian women. women. Okay. Um, if you go to Santa, Santa Pod, I can say actually that would be a great Christmas present. I've never any... been to Santa Pod. Here's, Again? Here's, here's a question for no, no.
1: here's a question for my fellow addicts. If we were to arrange the two seater drag racing experience, and we paid for it, and we did a short straw, if if we drew whoever drew the short straw, would you get in it and allow us uh, to film you getting out of it? No. Yeah, um, I would.
2: I um, would. I would do it. And I know Cameron and Finley would. Uh, we went there. Cara, Cameron's girlfriend, bought us lovely birthday presents. Boys last year. We went for the European finals and it goes from the youngest competitors to six years old. It's an extraordinary family thing. You, you've got I to go there to know. see it. it's a different kind of way of going motor racing.
1: I want to see Neil, I want to see Neil Clipper get out having done a five-second standing quarter. Oh, yeah. come on. I'd I would i would i donate to charity for that.
2: The two seaters are bloody quick still. Yeah. I would I would do it for a laugh, I suppose. Yes. But... yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll
1: see um, if we can arrange right. it. So so I love so during that we've had a glider, uh, we've had uh, an offshore powerboat, uh, we've had a lightning, we've had saturn five, and we've had a a little digger with a metal ball on it. <laughs> Miley Cyrus.
3: Yes. Good video though. It's gonna be called yes.
1: Miley for the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> so here he, 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 he we go. Um, OK, we're now going to come on to our two-car garage, which does have a slightly different twist. Man-
4: Manish wants to start... He wants to summarise our the, our choices from last week. I think he's got some information he's unearthed.
1: Oh, OK, there you go, Manish.
5: Well, look, I'm very sorry to miss last week, and uh, I really enjoyed the pod. And I have to say, it's very touching when you've... I mean, we've really only ever physically met. I think the audience probably know this, but as a group, I think... What have we met three times, sure. literally all of us together. It's a great we did a pod together, yeah, three. a lunch and a dinner. And um, it's kind of amazing when you're sitting there and people know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> That's actually quite terrifying. And I'll say the first thing is, I would have been happy with basically any of those combinations, but um, what they really made me do was look inside myself mm. a bit. And so Chris Harris said something very interesting. He said, Manage would have to have a car that Senna had had and driven. And it was very interesting that you picked the Audi A4, um, the R4, you picked RS4, you picked that, but a couple of kind of RS6s to be BMW 5 Series. Well, weirdly, there was a little bit of method in my madness with my Audi A4, because in 1993, Senna became the sole importer for Audis in Brazil. You didn't know that. Eddie. And his road car was an Audi A4 Avant. He had an Audi A4 estate, a very, very a black one, in fact. And he drove it everywhere because he was a sole importer and he was the best advert for this rather wonderful thing that he was going wow. to import to Brazil. And apparently he made his father cry because he um he went to his first uh when they went to the launch the fact that Senna had become, had negotiated this deal himself throughout 1993. And his dad was sitting there and um, he invited his dad along and his dad didn't know. And he'd done this deal all by himself. I was like, dad, I'm a businessman. We're going to be businessmen together when I retire from motor racing the next couple of years. And this is my first big thing. Wow. And then the other little tiny flip was, um, I love the way that Neil just went, yeah, manager has been blacklisted from Ferrari. <laughs> Fuck it. He's getting Clapton's car. They could yeah. have an argument with him, which I thought was really rather wonderful. So, um, I, I, but I, I could have been in that 456, but I really equally could have been in the NSX. And um, so, so thank you. It was just, it was the most extraordinary. If I had to buy, by the way, the touring, I think I probably would go BMW. You <laughs> guys have done your thing on me. Over the last year, and as I said, I've tried both out. And yes, you know, the Audi kind of felt slightly more, it was a six I tried not the four. And I have to say, the BMW 5.2i, if I was gonna get a Touring, I'll do it. But you've also convinced me that there's no way I should go and buy a new car. I just shouldn't do it. I should go and find something that's got a bit of value, that someone's maybe looked mean, I, I mean, to, I'm
2: just me throwing this out there, man.
5: Yes, yes.
2: There must be an auction site somewhere where there's a very interesting, completely best- eclectic range of cars that you could look at and just be inspired. I'm trying to... What could that be? I'm trying to... I'm trying <laughs> think of it can't think. Can't think. It must be out there somewhere.
1: I think I sometimes walk around with it on my back. Uh, I, think, I think. Actually, I think of 350-something days of this year, I've had it written on me. Can
2: I, can I just say, Manish, um, I took a bit of stick last week on your behalf, which I'm sure. very happy to do always because I suggested that you'd like a McLaren and that Zach would be very happy if you drive a McLaren. My, I my colleagues here, and I, I'm, I'm, it's, I i say this with with a heavy heart, my colleagues here all thought that you would not enjoy driving a McLaren and you might end up in the trees. I thought you, that you was a, a, seven, a...
5: You picked a 720, didn't you? you picked I a did. So when we did this film called Heroes, Mika Hakkinen, <laughs> because Zach, I <laughs> no, because Zach, because... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Zach loaned him a white 720s and he turned up at the stately home in this car and I have to say I may have to agree with my learned colleagues. I've never been so scared by
2: oh, all right okay have uh, it your way,
5: this there you go he tried to stand up a monster. it's a monster i couldn't know what
2: uh, happens when you stand up for your friends yeah that'd be perfect and
1: also i never knew that Ayrton center liked to understeer so uh, for me it's a bit <laughs> right. uh, so here we go only
5: only, only in his estates
1: we <laughs> right have you got it chris two-car garage <laughs> it's christmas Come on, Where? there we go. Right, hey. there we go. The Collecting Addicts podcast has been successful, and the YouTube payout is worth one million pounds. How much? One <laughs> million pounds. I, I don't know how that. This
4: started. is from this is from someone from the Philippines, so they you know, yes. they might be talking a different
1: currency.
3: Which the five
1: of you have split into two hundred thousand pounds each. You've decided. Well, it says it says one million it pounds. Says it's a dollar sign, then the word pounds afterwards. So I'm going with pounds. I yeah. think he's trying to anglicise it for us. Um, so we, we've got two hundred thousand pounds each. Stop into Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. um, you have decided to do the collecting addicts road trip using the two hundred thousand pounds. You each have to buy two cars, one for the road trip and one to be left. the wives and children this does sound a little bit old-fashioned in the structure of things but there we go we'll go with it mr harris has to buy for mr clifford mr clifford has to buy for mr pandy (laughs) mr pandy has to buy for mr lovett mr lovett has to buy for mr cooper and mr cooper has to buy for mr harris nice the car cannot break down during this trip for the five friends to enjoy the ordeal how do you enjoy an ordeal Have a great holiday, lads, and thank you for this podcast. It's been a therapy for me, John, (laughs) from the Philippines. One of the most random messages I've ever received, but we love you, (laughs) John, and we hope you're well. So we're not going to try and sort this conundrum out. We're going to start with um, Edward Lovett. Well, by the sounds of it, all
4: five of us are in a car together, so I have to think about that. And, you know, that actually... If it and I'm getting it's a road trip so I'm getting it's not going to be a short thing and you know I don't want to be I don't want to be the one in the middle in the back but uh, that that's, well,
1: that's just, where you would be you're the
4: youngest well you it's not youngest it's it always going yeah. to the, the back I'm the most trusted I, I surely must be driving or navigating from the passenger seat neither um, anyway so I've I've thought about this so they would
5: love it to say that he's the most trusted y-
4: yes, yes 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 This is a fictional uh, um, podcast. So less (laughs) crashing. Yes. So, and now I did say I would use, try and get an Alphard or a Lexus XM in every podcast, but I'll try not to. Um, Thank you. I think we're going to have to buy one of those fancy V classes with sort of a TV and wine coolers and things in the back. Um, Chris can drive and the four of us can sit in the back and sort of, Misbehave, or and we we can rotate, but at least there's space and no one's squashed in the middle seat because I don't think any of us would enjoy that.
1: I think I made a television um, show that was vaguely like this for about eight years. It does sound familiar to me? I I don't, just, I don't know yeah. Who comes up with these ideas? Right. Um, uh, um, and what car are you leaving at home for the for the sexist wife and children? Well, well, I've left her back at the gaff with a what? <laughs>
4: well, I've I've been very strict on the budget and I've stuck to the £200,000 and with the latest depreciation happening across the board on used cars in the UK yep. I thought a a a one a new shape 110 Defender uh, you could probably pick one of those up now for sub £50,000 so a, a, yeah. f- a fancy V class with all the gizmos for £150,000 and £50,000 worth of 110 Defender I think she'll be very
1: happy with that yeah, there you go. I think it's a solid choice. Manish Pandy.
5: Well, <clears throat> I I feel I've got to know not just Edward Lovett, but the Lovetts over the last year. You know, you've, we've, we've had a sense of... Uh... Be careful where you're going with this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're not saying that you're not entitled, Edward, but I mean, I think Cigar lighters in the back. Little bit of air conditioning, Papa. Is that my school? She <laughs> looks out of the back window and the electric window. Ah! No, no, they,
4: they threw you out of that one, son.
5: Oh, did <laughs> they? <laughs> but you can go to that one instead. So, so here's the thing. So, what, what we what we had was a little bit of affluence, but we also had an equal measure of authority. And I felt, well, what is a big car that only the Lovets would own? And Edward would drive the five of us in, and I found it, and it's the Mongolian President's ZIL one one four. Okay, if you can. Oh, look.
1: the photo's gone. The photo's gone. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we're, we're, um, it, these things are magnificent. Look, oh, yeah.
5: this is a three-ton car available in either six or seven liters.
4: Yes, that one actually it got t- two cigar lighters in the back. <laughs> so if
5: you have a look, look at that back. I mean, no one. Five of us are going to get into the back yeah. of that car. I mean, look at that. Look at the that. That is quite impressive. Yes.
2: OK, look.
5: now... Ma- Manage, not- can
2: I send you some of this polyboard for yes. the season yes. two?
5: I, I promise to do this. But I, I love the air conditioning in Cyrillic letters. Can you see that?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah,
5: Brilliant. So you've got cigar lighters, Cyrillic yes. It's just great. Three-ton car. It can go up to 100 miles an hour. But you'll love it. It's armour-plated. So if any of the deals... Either you or anyone in your kind of wider network have—it's have, just not worked out. Doesn't matter. You could have a RPG that car get like that, and we would just carry on our way. Is that forty
3: thousand
5: pounds. And keeping you on the Russian theme, I just thought I just thought your wife would love this. This I think is just great. The Volga Gaz twenty-four from nineteen seventy-one. Oh, yes. The best thing about these cars are. Apparently, they just don't break down. These are Russian cars that just do not break down. And this one's great. It's got a steering wheel and it's got a three band radio. And
4: <laughs> you good. haven't met my wife, and I would be single when I return from the lad's <laughs> road trip. I was going to say, man.
5: <laughs> it won't break down. It won't break a four cylinder in line, 70 horsepower engine chugging about two tons of Soviet steel.
2: Did you, Manish, <laughs> did, you, did you expend all of your creative and sort of warmth and energy in the eight wedge shaped cars for Santa? Because you've left Edward and his poor wife, fuck all. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they're safe, they're big, they're authoritarian, nothing bad happens.
4: Thank you, Manish. Thank Pleasure. you, Santa.
5: Merry Christmas. A-M-G-G-T.
4: Right who's who's uh, who's buying for who next uh, uh Neil Clifford next
3: I'm buying for Manish <clears throat> and I've got to know Manish quite well and my summary of Manish is everything was better in the 70s and everything needs to be beautiful and it doesn't really matter if it's not quite practical enough but it needs to be visually aesthetically gorgeous and everything else can be a compromise but if it's ugly forget it because he's a film director so everything is through his lens through his eyes he lives his life through a magazine really so I'll I'll choose the the, the wife and kids car first because that's a little bit more sort of practical because I wasn't really sure what I had to do here being dyslexic I didn't really bloody read it but anyway I will it <laughs> Or manages family a car, even though he's pissing off with us in his posh thing. And you know what? My summary of the family wagon, the best family wagon is a G wagon. Oh you can argue as much as you like about Range Rovers, bloody Land Cruisers, um, the G wagon, the new one, probably the G. You don't decide anymore or the potty noise, but the. You know, you haven't. Oh, yeah, you've gone. You've gone. Oh, Neil, you've gone. Wobbly.
5: It was the G. Yeah, come back. Come back. Sit, sit, see you back. Back. what? Which one, which one was it, Neil? The G. Um, am I back? Yes. yes. You're back. You're back. g
3: 400 okay. oh, navy blue, tan leather, yes. super chic, D badget. The wife would be happy. You've pissed off with us, but she's got a new G wagon, so she's cool. And then for the 70s, five seater in comfort will never ever break down there's only one it's a mercedes 450 sel 6.9 yes it is. <clears throat> that is beautiful that's the car and it will be in cr- green with green leather um actually, oh, I can, I, can i ask you
1: one question can it please be green velour rather than green leather
3: yeah, I maybe. I, mine was green with green leather, and it's still for sale. It's a, a, a famous dealer near near you. Um, but anyway, I should buy it back, but I don't because I, I've owned it twice already. But anyway, a four fifty SEL six point nine. It's so fast for forty years old. You cannot yeah. believe it. It's keep up with everything, and it will never break. You drive it, it will never break. So that's what man. Such
5: a beautiful car.
1: Right, I'm going next because normally I go last. Um, I'm <laughs> buying, I'm buying for Neil Clifford. Now, this is tough because obviously I'm dealing with the person that's owned the most, who probably thinks about this more than most people. And, and actually, it's difficult to put oneself in an imaginary scenario because there are no imaginary scenarios for Neil Clifford, because he's probably been in them. Yeah. So I've got to be I've got to be pragmatic yet humorous. I've got to be entertaining yet realistic. Um, so I'm gonna say, first of all, the road trip car. And I think, I'm quite, I think I'm inside his head now, I've borrowed into his very synapses. And I'm telling you that Neil Clifford is a bit like me on this. He'll, he'll acknowledge all the jazz hat and the fun and the emotion of the road trip. But ultimately, there's only one road trip car. Because a road trip only happens in America, because that's the place to go road tripping. Because that's where we'd go. And you don't mess about, you get a Chevy Suburban. You have to be in a Suburban, no. don't you? You've yeah. got, a, you got you got you've got three rows of seating. So when the thing is when I start squabbling with Edward over the boiled sweets, you can separate. And go. You go on the back, you go in the middle, you need separation, you need space, you need world-class air conditioning. That's what you need. You need a Chevy Suburban. Don't cock about, is what it was designed for. Lovely, agree? Yeah.
3: Yeah, okay, I agree.
1: Now, when you've left home, and that I'm gonna say something both lovely and but might get me in trouble as well about you. Okay. <laughs> I think Neil admits. That when he buys cars for his lovely wife, he often buys the car that he wants, that oh. maybe she drives, and that often you've admitted this on this podcast. You've Men would it.
3: never do such a thing.
1: So the car that you're going to buy your dear wife to leave behind is a car that you quite fancy for when you come home, but you think she might enjoy in the interim period. Hmm. It is a used, very last of the first generation beautiful shape Bentley Malzahn Speed Sixes. Oh. <laughs> Yep. And it's got it's got it's got the correct grill. I'm not gonna name the colour, you're gonna have it. It's gonna have a, it's gonna have a lighter interior, not the dark interior. Bernardo and green. You'll, she'll drive around in it, she'll be quite happy. She'll, oh, this is lovely. But the moment you get back, you're gonna go, I'm having that. That's what I'm <laughs> <now.">
3: Bernardo <laughs> green, the same as the Queen's. Yeah,
1: there you go. Back green, and then with a lighter interior, I think nice. for me, you keep that at home. But if you're gonna go road tripping, for me, the only car I want to road trip in now at this age is a Chevy
3: Suburban. Yeah. Space. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. Um, Chris Cooper. So I've done this differently. <laughs> so the way I read this. Which one do you was want? We each have to, we each have to buy two cars. I'll have both of them. Fuck it. Just chuck them all in. <laughs> each have to buy two cars. One for the road trip and one for the left. So I, the road trip car was not, I've thought of a road trip car was not necessarily one for everyone to fit in because you each have to buy two cars. I thought we would each have our own car for the road trip. So we'd have Uh, five cars.
3: That is how I read it and I had to change very quickly.
2: So luckily, (laughs) luckily, because I've actually chosen three cars, I can cover all bases. And actually, Edward, so what did I end up with? Uh, You had a a fancy V-class and a new Defender for the Misses. So you got me a Mercedes V Class. The car I am on record on this podcast as saying is the worst car <laughs> yeah. or vehicular transport of anything for all time. You is mean that, that I one? know better?
5: I think he's gonna get someone back now.
2: <laughs> so Chris Cooper has to buy from Mr. Chris Harris. So I bought you three cars, and I've got three cars because so if, I, right, if degrees, I get
1: three cars, these are
2: staying in their pouch. So um I know how this works. So, um, when I read it $200,000, I worked that out as £158,000 sterling at today's exchange rate. If, in fact, everybody else has read it as £200,000, even though it says $200,000.
3: No, but it says... says, He's
2: written the word pounds afterwards. Read it.
3: Only in the million,
2: not in the 200. Okay. Anyway, um, so three cars. Uh, I reckon... We've already mentioned it once. I reckon monkey you've driven everything i know what you like and what you don't like um at least i think i do so i got you three things so the first one would be an alpine a110 pure which we'd taken to litchfield for some of mr litchfield's finest varietals, applied as refinements to this wonderful car i was there today actually with my alpine a110 Unfortunately, I was literally in and out the door. So I couldn't ask him to have a go in his 650 million horsepower M2. But I'll be back in the new year. And I, now you've reminded me that he's got it. The next time I go back, I'm going to ask him, can I try that? So, so he and his uh, and his wonderful elves have serviced beautifully my Alpine A110. So I think you would have an A110 pure, no mm. fripperies, but with some of the finest varietals. I love that word, varietals. Have you seen John Wick 2? Yes, John Wick goes into the armory and Peter Serafinovich is the arm. Why is he waving that thing again? Anyway, Alpine. Second thing. John B- Wick. Jesus Christ. I, I thought we'd get through a year without swearing properly on this podcast. I've no Alpine. idea who Alpina B5 Touring. Yes, please. <laughs> can you just actually? Can you just buy me one of those? I really want one. That's it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's coming. Just be patient.
1: Who knows? Someone third with a B5 thing, touring. Who knows? Someone with a B5 touring.
2: Yeah, I know. If only we knew somebody. If only we knew somebody. The third car, the third of my two cars. Yes, a Mercedes. Because it couldn't quite. I think I'd like to get you an S63 cab. Oh, oh yeah. But I think there's more value in an S560 cab. Because they're, they're even more comfortable, aren't they? They're nearly as they're Even more comfortable. They've got slightly nicer wheels and slightly more elegant. And there's one at the moment at the fine purveyor of automobiles, Targa Florio, for about £43,000, £44,000, which is just winking at me something wrong. So no as it's Christmas, time. I was looking
3: last night, they're all fucking black and silver.
2: It's, yeah. it's black with a, with a cream Red. interior. Why couldn't I it be like, like it. the Xenio blue or something?
3: Yeah, exactly. We're it, it doesn't. It's so like...
2: spoiled. I don't like this color yeah. <laughs> It's got nice wheels. It's got nice wheels. And it's got like a cream interior. A bit like my one of my actually a bit like both of my six series convertibles. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> so I get you three cars, three cars. Put it away. Alpine, a Litchfield refined A110, B5 touring, and an S63 or an S560 cab. That's nice. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Mr. C. I tell
1: you what, I wish you bought all my Christmas presents because I've never had any swag like that. What a great haul. I used to love that phrase. He's for inmates. How do you get on? Very good haul this year, lads. Very good haul. It's one of those things you realize just how. How uh, rapacious and awful when you're younger. I remember thinking, I had a friend whose parents were divorced, and I remember thinking, lucky bastard gets two sets of presents. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Can I I just on that on that? Can I recommend a little Christmas movie for you guys with cars, with just some of the best cars doing some great things? Not Sweeney One, but Sweeney Two, the movie. Okay. It is. The plot is insane. It's a very very deep piece of filmmaking, actually. It's also got literally some of the best jokes ever written in any film ever. And um, just check out some of the cars in this. Manish, be careful, will you? Bloody hell, this is unbelievable. you teed this up. It better deliver now. I, like I, I promise you, Will, you, one of you will have a testicular torsion, laughing. What? It is that oh, good. Oh. Goop <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> has been buying plenty of.
2: Can, can I just keep people thinking about Buying me a present?
5: Yes. Oh, I've already got that. Remote control? Is that remote control? No, it's, like
2: it's, a, remote? it's not. It's a. Uh, it, oh, have already it. got that, but something like that would be nice. Okay. I'll, I'll, speak, I'll, speak,
1: I'll speak to my friends. Uh, right, we're going to do some music now. So let's. Ooh, start. Can
2: I go first on this one?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, you can because you've asked okay. so much.
2: Go on. So, Um, We've got to be mindful of Whamageddon. Yeah. Everyone know what Whamageddon is? No. Something to do with Wham? Something to do with Wham. So Whamageddon is uh, a game played by the youth of this country and others, which is how close can you get to Christmas without hearing Last Christmas by Wham? Oh. Whamageddon. Mm. A couple of weeks ago at a footballing fixture the s- stadium announcer in his little Christmas halftime tunes thought, I know, I'll play Last Christmas by Wham, and there was huge opprobrium heaped upon this poor soul. Oh. Well, because, because, he, because,
1: because he basically ruined everyone's yeah, game. He ruined everybody. So, young
2: kids so well. So because we are lovely souls, <laughs> can I suggest that none of us suggests... Last Christmas by Wham. Otherwise, they'll be Whamagedded. Yes, uh, but
1: can, I, can I can I suggest one more thing, please? And I have to honest, I have to say this. I'll agree to that, but I need to say that it's my favourite Christmas song.
2: Is it? Well, that's okay. That's okay.
1: I love it. I think it's. I, know, I thought it's, I had to yeah, say it. it's, it's, it's. It's one of the few good yeah. things about Christmas for me.
5: Beautiful you yeah. yeah. young people throwing snowballs at each other and star. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. nice. It's impossible. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. Lovely. And
2: he's it's lovely. he's um. You'd have to listen. There's the pudding version. There's the radio version, which is about four and a half minutes. Yeah. There's the pudding version, get it? Yeah. Which is about six and a bit minutes, yeah. which I will listen to on Christmas Day. could you, can you, we'll
1: can you now choose your song, please, because you've cho- you've just told us what song you can't choose.
2: There's only which, one. Which actually, comes only in one bit, is that because I, I know we, we talk about Christmas a lot between so us, and I know that I actually quite like Christmas. I'm just a rural simpleton. I'm just a rural mm-hmm. simpleton, mm-hmm. and I quite like Christmas. And there's nothing, nothing says Christmas more more, apart from watching Die Hard on Christmas Eve than watching White Christmas and that wonderful Irving Berlin soundtrack, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, Bing Crosby, Irving Berlin. There you go. That's mine. There you go. Good choice. Uh, Neil Clifford.
3: Well, one of my favourite songs, which I'm not going to recommend, is actually the Slade one, because you know what? Slade. Were an underrated band. They got a bit, they got a bit of a bad rap because of the dodgy hair, but you know what? They were a brilliant rock band yeah. from wherever Wolverhampton. West yeah, War- yeah, Wolverhampton, yeah, fantastic. But that my favourite Slade song is "Far Far Away," because it's so optimistic. I remember hearing that as a kid down in Pompey. And it talks about travel and seeing all these amazing things around the world and that got me going. it got me going that i'm gonna I'm gonna do something I'm gonna get out there I'm gonna see all this shit in the world and that that's that song has stuck with me forever so it's a bit cheesy, but you know what it's not it's just a magnificent song and I would uh, love to have it on the um on the list
1: please Lovely. Good choice very nice um uh, manage.
5: I always find Christmas a little bit kind of beautiful and sad. That's probably a good way of putting it. And um, and I think it's a perfect piece of music for Christmas. You can look at a Christmas tree and listen to this, or you can look out of the window on a snowy day, a sunny day, a rainy day. And it's by Eric Satie. And it's the first Noisienne, Noisienne number 1. It's beautiful, really beautiful. Two minutes of piano perfection. No, no. It will touch your heart. It will touch your heart. It always comes up with stuff I've never bloody heard of. Yeah,
2: um, exactly. Everyone, I everyone love it. exactly. I spell that? Exactly. I've I, written
4: something and I've changed it because you And I very quickly googled then artists that have passed away in 2023. Oh no! Which I don't want to I don't want to be somber. However, the first one it brought up, which deserves it, is Tony Bennett.
1: Oh.
2: Oh, oh, Wonderland. Big oh. tone.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh, yes. So I interrupted the Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland, yeah. Yep,
2: yeah. yeah. Lovely. Tony Bennett. Nice.
1: Um, yeah, so. I'm not a massive fan of the old Crimbo, I'm honest with you, but I love seeing children being happy and people being mm-hmm. nicer to each other than they are otherwise, which I find a bit odd. You don't see why you can't be nice the rest of the year. Um, so, uh, but I, I someone might read in my book, I went, I was educated in a really scary looking uh, Victorian institution. And the one of the main things about those places, and I did love it there, one of the main things about those places is you have a thing called a chapel. And that chapel is a massive, over the top building in which you all stand around pretending, but you, without realizing, you're pretending you're in Harry, Harry Potter movie. So you've got wood, you've got wooden panelled walls and massive gothic splendour, and it's a best place to belt out hymns and carols. So the best thing about it was carols
0: because a yep. Christmas
1: carol is That's a great rude. thing. Um, now there are lots of obvious Christmas carols, and anyone that doesn't like yelling "Hark the Herald Angels" thing at their at their mates, it, it probably isn't my friend. Isn't our friend? I, I love all that stuff, but. There's a really quirky carol, and you might not... I'm not even sure you can find a recording of it. It's called, slightly ironically, given what Chris Cooper was saying earlier, The Dorset Carol. Um, And it's a really gorgeous piece of music, and anyone that went to my school will know that it's quite special. Um, Begins, from heaven the son of God descends and takes the form of man. And it's a really, really brilliant piece of music. I don't know who wrote it, uh, and we used to sing it every year at school, and it would bring a tear to this deeply agnostic eye, so uh, I—that's uh, the great right. thing—the the utter hypocrisy of belting these hymns out and not really getting any of it. But I did love singing carols. I just—I thought it was a yeah. great thing. And I, if you said now there's some carols going on down there, I'd get up and go and sing them. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think on behalf of all the Alex, we want to wish you a very, very merry Christmas. We're not as curmudgeonly as you think. There's lots of good going on at the moment, and it has been. From my side an interesting year and this podcast has contributed to many of the smiles that i've had i can't thank my co-host enough because they've given a huge amount of time uh because well for the love of it and that's the best reason to do anything so i want to say thank you to to manage pandy to chris cooper and to neil clifford who didn't need to do this uh, but they did anyway and to edward lovett who provided the basis for doing it he didn't need to do it but he did it anyway. Uh, It's been a really, really wonderful ride, and we hope to continue entertaining you in 2024. When you next hear from us, we'll be a little bit heavier and uh, (laughs) and maybe a little bit slower. Uh, But thank you for coming along for the ride, and we hope to see you in the new year. Goodbye. Merry Merry Christmas.
5: Christmas.